Hey, we have some exciting news to share. We have written a book, Polarity, Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership, and it is now available for pre-order on Amazon. Just search for the title of our book, Polarity, Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership, and pre-order your copy today. As listeners of our podcast, you know we have been using the principles of a polarity mindset, healthy relationships, and meaningful dialogue as leaders for decades. And as business partners, these principles are the cornerstone of our business. Polarities are all around us, even in us, and if you can't recognize them and don't know how to leverage them, they will haunt you. They will keep showing up as persistent problems you are unable to solve. For us, having this knowledge compels us to share it with leaders around the world. We believe the polarization in our homes, schools, communities, and world would shift if every leader became polarity intelligent. We can't wait for you to read our book. Pre-order your copy of Polarity Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership on Amazon.com now. This is a true leader podcast formerly known as Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. Today, our special guest is Diane Hansen. We talk about all things leadership development and discuss essential competencies and strategies to create strong leaders. Don't miss it. Welcome to the True Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Tracy Christofferson. And I'm Michelle Trosett. We are life and business besties, leadership coaches and mentors, and polarity intelligence experts. We're the authors of Polarity Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership, and co-founders of Missing Logic. We are here to help high-achieving leaders break through leadership norms that cause them suffering at work and home. If you're looking to elevate your leadership, increasing your productivity, effectiveness, and impact, and manage your health and well-being, spend quality time with those you love, and live your best life, then you are in the right place. Our goal in this podcast is to equip you with new ways of thinking and practical and tactical strategies for succeeding at work and thriving in life. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of personal and professional development so you can reach your full leadership potential, create a life you love, and be what we are calling a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable or true leader. If you are ready to learn and laugh a little, let's get started. Welcome, everybody. This is another episode of the True Leader Podcast, and I'm Tracy. And I'm Michelle. And we're so happy to be back here on the airwaves. We are doing this from across the country. (laughs) Yes, yes. We're back to across the country podcast recording. (laughs) Yeah, from California to Michigan. Thank goodness for the internet. (laughs) Oh, that is for sure. Yeah. We love our technology. It helps support us no matter where we are. Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. And we get to be here with you in another wonderful interview today. So super excited to share it with you. Yeah. So today we had a repeat guest, Diane Hansen. Uh, we have interviewed her before on our podcast, but it has been a while. And uh, she's been doing a lot of work with leadership development in her organization and has done some wonderful partnership with Missing Logic. So today we just shared different pearls of wisdom from her experience and uh, kind of what's new with us collaborating together. Yeah. And she's been a leader for a long time. She's had a lot of, a lot of experience. 
and experiences. <laughs> and she's really a gifted leader, a really gifted leader. I, I feel very fortunate to have worked with her and be led by her. So I'm excited for everybody to get to know a little bit more about Diane and her leadership journey and the wisdom that she's bringing to the leaders that she has the opportunity to work with and serve. Yeah, I feel the same way. I've learned a lot from her over the years and I'm excited that uh, we continue to collaborate together. So I'm going to introduce you to Diane and then we'll turn it over to our interview with her. So uh, Diane Hansen is the CNO for the EBSCO Clinical Decisions and Editor-in-Chief of EBSCO Nursing and Health Professions Products. In this role, she provides leadership direction for nursing and allied health, reference, education, and clinical decision support strategies for the organization. After spending several years working in a hospital organization in various clinical and leadership positions, Diane has been focused on improving quality and evidence-based practice at the point of care through clinical decision support, practice transformation, healthcare informatics, and analytics. She brings over 35 years of experience in the healthcare industry in executive leadership roles at various companies uh, before joining EBSCO, and she has served as president of the ANIA Great Lakes Chapter for Nursing Informatics. She has a passion for team development, effective communication strategies, organizational effectiveness, and building leadership brands that you are going to hear about today. She holds a degree in nursing from Grand Valley State University and a master's in management from Aquinas College, and she also lives in West Michigan. So without further ado, here is our interview with Diane Hansen. Well, welcome, Diane, to the True Leader Podcast. We are so excited to have you back as a guest today. Hi, Michelle and Tracy. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast again. I'm really excited about our conversation today. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fabulous. I have no doubt. It is. It is. <laughs> All kinds of wisdom is going to go down here in the next hour. <laughs> That's yeah. the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Well, let's see. This is a leader podcast, and uh, we know that you are so passionate about leadership, Diane. You have been since the day we met you. And we thought a great way to start was for you just to tell our listeners, you know, where did that passion come from? How did you recognize it personally and professionally? And just share a little insights on your leadership journey. Sure, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, um, leadership and leadership competencies kind of grow over time. So, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you're born a leader, but I don't know that you necessarily recognize that right off the bat. Um, but, you know, I can think back to when I was a kid and I was playing in my neighborhood and I would be the one to kind of craft the scenario for the day. Like we're going to play this and create the bigger vision about what we were going to do that day. And then was just delighted when everybody comes along and has a great time playing. Right. So I think there were some early indications that I would probably end up on a leadership track just simply because it showed up so early. Um, also, you know, I think about when I had my first job at like it was a local grocery store and um, 
I kept just volunteering because I was curious about other things around how they ran their business and how could I be more helpful. And so, you know, I would volunteer to do things and they would give me more and more responsibility. And then when I felt really good about learning those new um, responsibilities and then they built trust in me, they would give me more and more. So again, just a little bit of validation along the way that I was probably cut out for some type of a leadership role. And then, you know, for me, um, over time, like leadership is one of the most challenging things that you can possibly do. And yet one of the most rewarding as well, because you're, you're maybe leading projects and programs, but you're really leading people and you want people mm -hmm. to come along because you don't want to be just the only person out there doing amazing work, but you want to do it alongside others. So you do it with them and through them. And I think that's where your passion grows for leadership, at least mine has. And then um, I think all along, some of the ways that I've stepped into leadership is just saying yes to things, mm -hmm. saying yes to hard work, saying yes and being curious about what's next. And I really love to set the tone for where we're heading, kind of set the vision, be out front, and then figure out how to operationalize it so that we can have kind of individual and collective successes. So really investing in that. But I, I love that doing that and making sure we're all feeling um, accountable for the end outcomes. Yeah. So I think yeah. early on, but then definitely throughout my career and spe specifically my career in nursing and in business um, mm -hmm. have been validated a lot over the course of my years in leadership and have grown a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that um, describes you so well. In fact, I had the word words in my head. She always just figures things out and you said the words because <laughs> you do. I think that's one of your gift as a leader. You just, you. I think you're very confident. And even when things look kind of, not sure how we're going to pull this off. You, you just, I've always admired how you just figure things out and take team with you along the journey as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a leader, you have to have people coming along. Yeah. Yeah. I got to yeah. have somebody to lead. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's how you create other leaders, right? That's Is they right. first, yeah. they first follow and then they can step up and lead. So it's really important. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. And I agree with you. I think it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Oh Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, there others. is like doing things yourself, right, where you can just pick up and do something yourself. But getting your work done through others, I think, is mm -hmm. so rewarding, but very challenging. Yeah. And then just the people side, like people are people and they come with all sorts of backgrounds and issues and yeah. and gifts and talents. And you have to know how to use all of all of those things uh, for the greater outcomes or yeah. greater good. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, you know, cultivating leadership is so critical right now. I mean, we are in desperate need of leaders, I think, in all ways, right? In our nation, mm -hmm. in our organizations, in our communities. I mean, it's just, it's so critical. And, um, and I think just the opportunities for leadership development as well, right, are really, really needed. And so, you know, it involves really kind of a combination of self-awareness and skill building and then experiences, practical experiences when it comes to leadership and developing and cultivating leadership. And so let's explore a few of these with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And uh, we'll see what kind of pearls of wisdom we can drop out there in the airwaves. Uh, but let's start with 
What do you think helps leaders cultivate self-awareness? I mean, I think that's just one of the most critical factors, but how do we get there? You know, how mm-hmm. do, how do leaders become self-aware? Well, I would agree with you. I think it's extremely important to be mm-hmm. self-aware because you impact other people. Mm-hmm. So if you're not self-aware, then you can do harm. And so um, I think with self-awareness, you have to want to be self-aware, mm-hmm. right? You, it's really hard to force people to be self-aware. So leaders, if you're, you know, you're privileged to be in a leadership role, really critically thinking about what are the reasons you need to be self-aware and then really wanting to take that journey and be curious about who you are um, because knowing that it matters, it matters to those Mm -hmm. that you're leading, right? So you start with self-inquiry and some honesty with yourself. And I know sometimes that sounds corny, but (laughs) you really do have to be curious and you have to have your own self-inquiry to really be effective And you have to not be afraid to ask others how you're perceived, because whether you know it or not, you're perceived. You have what I call a leadership brand. You have a brand about you that others are deciding for you. And so it's really important when you're self-aware to know your strengths and to Mm -hmm. learn about yourself, uh, to learn about your personality and your strengths and how you can leverage those in how you lead others and how you lead projects and how you show up and and make some choices on how you want to show up. I think being brave and asking um, others feedback about you, I think is also important. Sometimes this can be scary to go ask uh, what other people think about you or, uh, but oftentimes you learn some things that you don't know about yourself. And those can be some things that you need to improve on potentially. Mm-hmm. Maybe your message isn't coming across like you intended. And it also can be some things you learn where you have strengths that other people see that sometimes you don't see in yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's also learning those things that you might have a blind spot to because we can be self-critical as well. And that can get in your way of moving forward if you're criticizing yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. So others always have a great awareness of us, even if we don't have an awareness of ourselves. So I think, you know, building brand, using tools like strength finders and personality mm-hmm. tools, do the homework and learn about yourself. And then think about what are my intentions? What are my beliefs? And then how do I leverage my strengths and my personalities to step in to my intentions and my beliefs about leadership? Mm-hmm. So those are just some things I was thinking about when it comes yeah. to self-awareness. Yeah. Well, and I think you have to be careful who you're asking, though, as well. So I think people have perceptions of you, but I think it's also can be very important on who you're choosing to engage in that conversation. Not everybody has the same intentions (laughs) as you may have, right? And I think while it's important to know what others think of you, you also have to, to be able to discern what is value added to you and what is not, right? I think there's just mm-hmm. some aspects of that. You can't go around not caring about what anybody thinks, but at the same time, I think you have to be, you have to have some level of filter and understanding. Otherwise you can really get, you know, torn down and that may not yes. be healthy for you either. Right. So there's, mm-hmm. there's some of that in there, I think too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. I think you do have to pick where you're hearing those messages. You know, I I did a great deal of thinking about mentorship. You know, I've never been in a formal mentorship my entire uh, career. 
or life, I guess. But, you know, there are those mentorship moments, right? So there's moments. There's people that come alongside you when it comes to picking and choosing where those messages are coming from. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, as I've been thinking about this, you really have to stay true to your own path. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can look out, you can look around and see a lot of great examples and try to emulate what other people have done. Mm-hmm. And some of those are really great things to learn. But in the end, it's your mission, your passion. You can lean on, like I said, others for help. But I think you have to think about what's most important to you and the journey you're on and make sure it is your own path. And I did, you know, I learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. And you bring way more passion to leadership when you choose your own path. And it, and it matters to you. You know, it's about your mission and passion in the world. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think mentorship's important, especially with mm-hmm. new leaders. And I think it's always a gift when you find somebody who believes in you, who invests in you, who comes alongside you and gives you challenging work, um, helps you think through some things, really kind of almost being your champion with no self gain or benefit from it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They just truly yeah. care about you. And we know these people in our lives and I've been fortunate mm-hmm. to have many of them. And you two are, are at the top of my list, right? Bringing the hard truths, opening doors, um, giving that word of encouragement, doing hard work together. I think all of that kind of forms some of the mentor moments that we find. Mm-hmm. I, I also think of, you know, Sometimes individuals might not be a mentor that that you chose, right? Right. It might be like an unlikely mentor. If yes. you think about that, right? So maybe you didn't choose them, they didn't choose you, but there was something of wisdom that they brought that you valued. So in the midst of maybe other things not being so great about that person, they may still have those wisdom moments that you can use to mentor yourself with. You know, like I think you go looking for what you need. And you find things in unlikely places. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. And also, I think that mentors show up when you need them. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal mentorship program. An example of that is I was getting ready to do a major platform presentation. And I was extremely nervous because I do get very nervous when I'm presenting. And um, I had mentioned it to a colleague that I was feeling you know, over anxious. And he came up to me in the most gentle way and he put his arms on my shoulders and he looked me straight in the eye and he said, you know what? They're them and you are you and you know what you know. So just go out there and tell them what you know and don't hold intention for anything else because just be authentic. Just go out there and just be you. And it's enough. It's enough for everybody sitting out there listening. So, you know, I thought that was kind of an example of a mentor moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, Mm -hmm. you know, formal, but definitely somebody I looked up to who had a piece of advice because he cared at the moment that that was happening. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a great example. Yeah. And it sounds like you've carried it with you since that moment, right? I have. Yeah. Those little things stick with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have um, been very intentional about mentoring others as well. I have. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's part of my leadership journey to give back and to think yeah. about future generations and how are we cultivating leaders to step up? And as you said, there's a great need for leaders. And at least in the nursing profession, 
there's a lot of leaders that are stepping into roles um, very young in their careers. And so they need additional supports. But um, one of the things I do kind of um, on the side is do some mentoring and coaching for those who want to show up and go on that journey. And I try to give back in that way. But I also intentionally do um, coaching and mentoring for those that are on my team at EBSCO. And I try to do what I can to come alongside and, and give that challenging work. And um, and then I guess the only other kind of mentoring I'd want to talk about is um, something that's at kind of that highest level of mentoring, which I call collaborative mentoring. And it's, it's really that um, mutual form of vulnerability that you can have with others that are on a, sa- a similar leadership journey where you can share your experiences, your diversity and what you've handled and can really help each other out. But it's not like you're in a um, work situation relationship or even like being the mentor to a mentee, but it's really that kind of collaboration where you come together and you help mentor each other. And I think there's a vulnerability there that's really um, beneficial and precious. Mm, Yeah. And you don't find that with everyone, but when you do have a collaborative mentor, I think that that's like such a gift in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that we've really noticed a lot in our work. And we've heard from leaders is this, this camaraderie that's missing. They mm-hmm. can't find it in their own space, but there's a hunger for it. I think to your point, Diane, to be vulnerable and to just learn from each other because everyone has such experience uh, in leadership, and we can be very supportive of each other as well. Well, I think it reminds me of our mastermind. You know, we have a mastermind mm-hmm. which has leaders from different organizations, but they're all leaders in different ways, different levels, and with different mm-hmm. intentions. But they leverage each other's experiences, they leverage each other's wisdom, and they're there to support each other, right, over time. And mm-hmm. to they're very vulnerable and grow with each other as well. And I, that's what it reminds me of is that kind of a mastermind. Um, Let's all grow and evolve to be more and better by leveraging our differences and our strengths and experiences. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, if you had to identify some essential skills, (laughs) now there's only a million skills, right? But the essential ones uh, to embrace, right? For leaders, um, you know, especially as we move into that, we're in these really uncertain times, there's a lot happening in the world and in our organization. So if there were a few essential skills that you would want to put your finger on and say, these, these are the ones that you absolutely have to have, especially in these challenging times, as you try to lead others through the challenges, what would you say those might be? Yeah, I think in addition to kind of knowing your business, right, and knowing the work that you do and being an expert in your field, I think some of the things that come to mind when you're a people leader are your communication style, like learning a way to communicate um, so that your messaging is coming across or you can keep the team together. Sometimes that requires you to repeat it, you know, several times in different ways and stay consistent in the message that you're bringing. But being a good communicator and really working on your communication style, where you show up, um, how you bring across messages, how you are with people, um, because the spoken word carries such great impact, right? So mm-hmm. once it leaves the lips, you can't take it back. So I think just 
just knowing that um, that words have power and that you need to use them in a way that um, is for good and to think about that as a leader and be really intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do this in how you're providing one-on-one feedback, how you're speaking in a large group, how you're rallying together a team to get some challenging work done. All of those communication styles need to bring with it a particular way in which you're delivering those messages. Uh, secondarily, I think relationship building is so important in, in challenging times or mm-hmm. times of uncertainty. Getting to know those that you're working most closely with or leading, um, you know, people are more than the eight to 10 hours they provide in a, any work situation, right? They have families, they have lives, they have diverse skills, um, other things and hobbies and interests. And I think getting to know them individually and personally is helpful. Um, I think cultivating healthy relationships at work, you know, not just saying it, but actually putting some things in place to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Set up one-on-ones with team members. Make sure that you have some time where you're just talking about life. Be a really good listener. You know, it's all of those great dialogue skills that we work on that help you build really strong relationships because you want to create, you know, some psychological safety in the groups um, and the meetings that you're having. So utilizing techniques to hear voices, to make sure you're being inclusive, um, kind of gets into my third one, which is engagement, you know, team engagement and commitment and them, um, you know, kind of using strategies to help everyone stay engaged is really important. especially in challenging times or like uncertain, even new work initiatives, right? You need to like get everybody engaged and excited about what you're doing and and help with change management. Part of that is learning how to delegate. So delegation kind of comes under engagement. And I think there's a difference between delegating um, tasks that are known and that everybody knows how to do versus like giving challenging work like really counting on people Mm -hmm. to come in and bring their voices and get involved and engaged and being um, inclusive in who you bring to the table on, you know, really important initiatives, I think says a lot about building relationships and team engagement. And then I also think that kind of what you just said, there's a lot going on in the world. And I think you have to have a broad span of awareness You have to know reality as a leader. You have to kind of go out there sometimes first and check things out and figure out where we need to go next. So bringing the outside messages in, I think, are really important um, in times of change. And and then I guess the last one would be polarity intelligence. (laughs) It's not the last. um, It's probably one of the most important and things that I've learned in my career is how to be um, intelligent around interdependent opposites and polarities that are showing up. And so that you continually be efficient in how you're moving forward and you don't swing back and forth with your decision-making. I think being consistent and knowing where to stand firm and where you can shift. And I think polarity um, intelligence really helps with that. So I rely heavily on that and have for a long time in my career to help me kind of navigate the waters that are uncertain. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I would agree with all of those. Yes. All <laughs> of the above. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and those are my top five. <laughs> hey, oh, wow. I think you're spot on. Yeah. Um, and the, they're, they're, 
there are skills that you can always hone and get better at, you know, yourself. Um, but they also give you great, um, just a great sense of comfort because they're so reliable. Like they're just, they always prove themselves good communication, good listening, understanding the interdependencies of opposites and the role that polarity intelligence has. And, um, and it's just something you can continuously grow in as well without it's a life doubt. changing. It it's is. definitely life changing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, you can't lead, you can't lead without good communication and healthy relationships. I mean, you really can't not if you, you want to be trusted. Right. Exactly. Right. And, uh, so, you know, those, those core principles are fundamental to really everything, right. Everything we're trying to do, <laughs> man, if you don't get those, it's a long journey. <laughs> yes. Like you said, the list of skills is long, but those are some definite big ones there. Yeah. If you don't get, if you don't accomplish those, then you're not going to get much of anything else done. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or you're going to just yeah. be repeating, right? If you don't get the polarity piece, you just keep dealing with the same thing over and over and over. So. Yes. Yeah. You see that all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. sure do. You sure do. Been watching that for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, well, Diane, you brought up uh you brought up a couple of times just how important it is for the new leaders to feel support. No matter what business you're in or what industry, and certainly with your background in healthcare, you know there's a lot there's been a lot of changes that have been ha- happening in healthcare. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of workforce challenges. So what uh, advice would you have for emerging leaders, maybe leaders that are learning these new skills, just to to jump in and start trying? Like any words of advice for the emerging leaders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's good. I think learning is one thing, um, but then you have to start. <laughs> you know, I always say write a plan, take a baby step, start, start small, get started. I think it's always important to find a safe practice field. Uh, If you're going to try a new um, technique or a new leadership um, process, then I think find a place that's safe to do that. Sometimes that can be, well, you're going to just trial it in a small group, or maybe you're going to change your approach with one person on your team, or you feel the most comfortable changing with just that one person. Like for instance, I decided uh, one time to change the way I did end of year performance discussions. Because they can be a lot of fear associated with that. And so I decided, well, I was going to change my approach and send some questions ahead of time so they could think about some of the things that we would be talking about. And I just did that with like two people to start with, just to see if they liked the structure. Was it beneficial to them? Did they feel like it helped the conversation? Um, And they loved it. And so then I rolled it out more broadly to others. Right. But it's kind of like those small tests of change where you sometimes can be scary to go all in. um, But if you can find a a safe practice space and just get moving, you'll learn so much in the process of just get moving. So many people write out all these big plans and then they never take a step. And so, you know, the plan's not very good without any action. So. And I also think before you take action, you have to do the homework and have a plan and do your learning and have a plan. So it all kind of goes together. Um, Another thing that someone might want to think about is if they don't want to do something kind of independently, they could try to co-lead something. 
I think sometimes when you step into leadership, it's helpful to have a buddy and you can co-lead a project or co-lead something that's matrixed across the organization where you have an impact on a lot of people. And that can be kind of um, daunting sometimes, but doing it with somebody, you can put your heads together. Uh, you can, you know, you have a couple different perspectives. You have somebody there um, if you need to hand something off to. So that can also you know, be a shadowing experience for somebody more experienced in the organization where you can come alongside and shadow somebody before you take something over. Mm-hmm. I definitely use that. If we have like challenging work, I have a big project right now in generative AI. And instead of just like delegating that to somebody, I said, come and join me. We'll work on this together. Let's learn together. Let's co-create together. And they're shadowing and it's, it's a pretty large project. So you know, it's going to go across, you know, several months, maybe even a year. And so at some point, then that person will be able to pick up and be the lead. But I'm not like leaving them without a safety net, right? Yeah. So they're taking a small step and they're putting, putting themselves out there. So as a leader, I'm allowing the shadowing um, as a way for them to get going. So again, small tests of change, you get to reevaluate, come back around, make some adjustments. So it's not so daunting, but just get started. Yeah. Yeah. Not diving into the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) No, that just seems too overwhelming, right? Well, it does. And sometimes you're not given a choice either, right? Sometimes (laughs) you're thrown out, right? Like you're going to swim, you're going to sink or swim. Um, But even in those cases, right, it's to find some, you know, some individuals that can help you, you know, support you in the process of that as well. Absolutely. Because sometimes you lean on those mentors. Exactly. Right. You're looking for people with different strengths that you can tap into. And yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think the other, you know, I think what's at risk is, and and there's concerns about this is, and we're going to lose these new leaders that we so desperately need. So I, I, I think that's great advice and that all the leaders listening to this, even to ask yourself, all right, who's someone I could start taking baby steps with or help support mm-hmm. them. And, and, you know, you learn through your mistakes too. You don't learn by doing everything perfectly. So I really appreciate that yeah. safety net because there's just great lessons. And then to have someone you can just debrief with, you know, um, you know, we're at missing logic. We do after action reviews around a lot of things because just for that intention, what did we learn? What could we do better as a leadership team and mm-hmm. kind of build that into the culture too. So you're always learning mm-hmm. and you're always curious and you're always trying to make improvements as you go forward. Yeah. 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 It's really yeah we do that too. It's more of like an appreciation of the process. So what yeah. did we learn? What, where did we take a misstep? Where did, how did we recover yeah. and where did we end up? But doing an evaluation of any and all of it, knowing all of it's important. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners, Diane, kind of how you're now supporting new healthcare leadership content development in dynamic health. Yes. Great. Thank you. Excited to hear about this. We are very excited. We just released a leadership content collection in dynamic health. And we started with about 110 topics and we are building up to 400. And uh, it's really for point of care leaders. So it's like those who support those who are providing care at the point of care. So they might be in like a nurse manager role or an educator. 
um, over a particular service line. They might be working in a quality role. So all those roles that really provide really good supports so that our point of care providers can show up every day and do their very best. So if you think about the typical leadership competencies, we have those included. So there might be some things like finance and budgeting. There's um, staffing and scheduling, which we all know is really important and ties back to budget. There are lots of human resource topics where we can help with workplace development, um, team development, culture development. Um, also, there's models of care and um, and quality regulatory and accreditation topics, and also delving into a little bit of the healthcare costs, and then lots of leadership development. So lots of the things that we talked about today around communication style and relationship building and how to facilitate good communication between um, care providers at the point of care, um, how to deal with um, bullying, in, in healthcare, how to deal with violence. So a lot of things that you'll be faced with as a leader where you have quick and easy tools where you can go and get a refresher. Each one of them has some best practices where you can learn from others, generally taking, taken from the literature, and then um, also provide some action steps, you know, some, some learning, some best mm -hmm. practices, and then some action steps that a new leader might want to take right away to get started. Awesome. That is great. We're, we're yeah. so excited for you and your team bringing that at a time where we know leadership development yes. is really critical. And, yeah. uh, and we're so excited about our educational partnership with Dynamed and Dynamic Health. Um, so we can provide ANCC, continue, Nursing Continuing Professional Development Credits, uh, for our Thriving, Resilient, Unstoppable, or True Healthcare Leader Mentorship Program. It's very exciting for us. And we're just, I think what we're most excited about is we see the learning that's happening. And the fact that we can help healthcare leaders get credit for that is just mm -hmm. really thrilling for us. And we're so excited mm -hmm. to partner with, with you all on that. Yes. Well, we're very excited as well. As you know, healthcare leaders they need support. Um, it's great that you're giving them the support they need to be polarity intelligent and also that they can get continuing education credits for that. I'm very excited about that um, as part of our partnership. And, you know, it's just it's a beginning partnership, right? I love the yeah. fact that we're collaborating. Mm -hmm. And I think there's going to be other opportunities for us to collaborate in the future, or spe specifically around leadership. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, I'm very excited about being able to have some of our EBSCO team go through your yeah. programs. Yeah, we so are. we're going to have a number of them who will have the wonderful opportunity of doing this deep dive learning as leaders and be able to apply that. And I'm just going to have lots of polarity intelligence in the organization <laughs> once they get a chance to go through the program. So I'm very yeah. excited about that. Yeah, we, uh, we are too. We are yeah, too. It's yeah. been fabulous working with your team and there's many we haven't met yet. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. <laughs> well, uh, so here we go. We've got some mystery questions for you, Diane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get to know the true you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and our listeners get to know a little bit about you. It's nothing that you can't handle, you know. Okay. I'm going to start, and then Michelle, I have one more question for you. We know that you love to travel. And so our question really for you is, what is one place or 
country <laughs> that is still on your bucket list and why is it there? Oh, such a great question. So I recently made a top 10. Um, my husband, Phil, and I, last January, sat down and we made it individually made our top 10 lists. And then what we did is we had a meaningful conversation to explain our top 10s and why. And we put together a combined top 10 list that combined some of his with mine. And we saw where there was overlap and where we wanted to go. Um, so one of the areas that I think will be next on our list is Alaska. We both had mm. that one pretty high on our list, um, followed by France. And Alaska, well, we've always wanted to get there. It's so beautiful in Alaska. We love to hike. We like to mountain. You know, we like to see the mountains. We just like that environment. So uh, definitely want to do that. And it's just a different topography than anywhere else if you think about it yeah, so yeah. we're looking forward to that um, and then France well we love wine tasting and we like um, there's some um, other historical things that we want to see in France while we're there and so that one will be you know probably next after Alaska yeah well wait till they get rid of the bed bugs <laughs> oh in France oh yeah <laughs> Major outbreak there. Well, good to know. Maybe we'll put that one off another year. Or two. Yeah, I'll back up on that one a little bit. Alaska sounds pretty good. Too cold, yeah. Too cold for bed bugs there. Yes, true. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Yeah. yeah. Well, Check it out. Yeah, really. Check, have, have, have Phil Google it. That's okay. Yeah, quite the thing. Uh, and our, our other question is, you know, as you lead yourself and others with such great intention, what would you like to be remembered for the most? Wow. That's a big question. <laughs> oh. Maybe that I cared. Simply that I cared. For the world, for people. Um, for outcomes, for others, and that I leave a better healthcare system for future generations mm -hmm. because of the work that I contributed to. Yeah, that's awesome. That is enough. <laughs> Going back to your bedroom. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough, Diane. <laughs> Show up and do that. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's a great yeah. answer. Uh, so it's been always, as always, wonderful being with you, Diane. We thank you so much for taking time um, just to be with us and our listeners and uh, talking about all things leadership and some of our a new uh, you know, ways that we can contribute together through our education collaboration. Is there anything you want to add before we close up? Hmm. Maybe just some revisit of some points. You know, I think leadership's a privilege. It's an honor. It's also an immense responsibility, but it can be so rewarding and fun. Um, some of the most impactful work that you'll do as a leader of people is to just take that step and keep learning and being on your journey and not being afraid to speak up, to do the right thing. And then really it is an investment in future generations. It really is. It's a give back because it's not easy and not everybody chooses the path of leadership. But when you do 
and you commit, it's some of the most give back that you can have on future generations. And you will, you'll be the example. So you have to know that you're being looked up to. And so that'll help guide your journey in the decisions that you make and how you show up. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah, so much. Great point. So that is a wrap for the True Leader podcast uh, with Michelle and Tracy and our guest, Diane. We want to thank you so much for being here. And we also want to ask you that if you really like this episode or any of the episodes, please share it with colleagues. Uh, that's how we spread such great um perspectives from our guests and topics that we talk about. So please do that and uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast platform is, because that's truly how people find us the best is uh, looking at reviews of other leadership or business um, categories and um, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. It's just every platform you listen to, there's a subscri subscribe button. So just press that. And if you like watching on video we do have a missing logic youtube channel and um, go check us out there and subscribe there as well and uh, in the meantime just stay safe and healthy and we'll see you on the next episode bye